is what you want oh it's all me baby all me all the time me being half of uh half of the host half of the host is that a thing to say half of the host duo that hosts is this what you want i don't know what i'm saying is this what you want listen it's been a rough week for all of us involved the whole country is watching what are they watching matt o'brien I was waiting until I was introduced to to talk. That's podcast etiquette. To talk. To talk. I haven't. I can't to talk when I have not been introduced on I the know. podcast. Hi, I'm Matt O'Brien. That's Julia Lakowitz, the one that sounded like she was falling into a fucking futon mattress off the top. Listen, I thought it was. Uh, I thought I was speaking uh, <laughs> with gusto, and I thought I was speaking clearly and loudly. Yes, you were. It can't always start with hey, boppity beep bop boo. Like we scat all the time, and it's boring. I'm Too much to scat off the up. top. Is that what you want? Do you want more scat off the top, or you don't want more uh, guided meditation off the top? It's that was uh, not a guided meditation. It could have been. Well, it could have been a soft good. flute uh, in the background of what you were saying. No, I wasn't talking like this. I was talking like this with purpose. Yes. And then I four more years of this in this economy, we will go to the moon. Listen, guys, it's election week, I want to say. Yep, used to be a night, and now it's a full week. It's a full week. Yep. And I don't know about y'all, but I haven't been able to do anything. I mean, that's a lie, because we actually have done quite a bit this week. We've done things. It just feels like we've been in the same... It feels like a muck, like when you get your boots caught in the mud, and then you just start trying to... You're like, just get it out of already. It just but it's, it's like I'm doing and I feel like we're doing what like we have to do. Like if an audition comes in or yeah. whatever, it's like, OK, we're completing these tasks. It's not like we've just completely fallen off the face of the earth. But there's so many other any like additional stuff, any like, oh, this new writing thing I want to do or this or that and the other. I'm like, no, everything's taking a backseat right now because my brain cannot handle anything else. Well, if you think about it, bef- we're still within the pandemic. This is a extra stressful nugget within a large also stressful nugget yeah in a larger world uh it's It's like a turducken of of uh stress yeah so even if the president wasn't a nightmare uh the world would still be stressful as hell and i would still be functioning very weirdly exactly so i think if you the listener find yourself functioning weirdly this week everyone is don't feel like you're yeah. the only one. Cut yourself some slack. Have a champion. Cut off a piece of slack and make a sandwich out of it, and slack then grab sandwich. A grab slack a witch. slack witch, and then have a nice drink witch with for the celebration of the worst movie ever made, starring a robot. Is it the worst robot movie? The one with Robin Williams was pretty was pretty wild. Which one's that? Bicentennial Man. Oh, I've never seen that. Was it Bicentennial Man? To be honest, I haven't seen a lot of robot movies. Yep, Bicentennial Man. Um, I do remember a couple things from Bicentennial Man. First of all, the robot looks like Robin Williams, which is very funny, but he's just shiny. It's like steampunk Robin Williams. Hmm. And I remember he was making, as a robot, he was like generating his sense of humor. And uh, so he was like, uh, he's like, hey, I'll try some jokes on the family. And they're all eating dinner. And he goes... How do you make a tissue dance? Put a little boogie in it. And I'm like, that's classic Rob Williams. 
Ew. Yeah. And then he also <laughs> said a guy's face looked like a coffee maker. <laughs> See, that's funny. <laughs> it was very funny. Uh, you can tell. You could always tell when Robin Will- Williams was uh, was riffing. It was always a you know calling someone some sort of random inanimate object. Like I said, a guy looked like a weed whacker once, and to this day, it's the funniest thing I've ever said because yeah. he truly did. There's something uh, that I can't describe, uh, but this man, you're like, yes, he looks like a weed whacker. Yes, certain <laughs> people sound like weed whackers too. Is this what you want? Weed whacker noises. Welcome to Weed Talk with the Whack Twins. Matt, and what are you what are you whacking? What are you chapping right now? I'm for Chappy Hour, uh, one of the worst robot movies ever made. I'm drinking a Goose Island IPA, which I think I've drank on this show. Yes, before. I feel like that's one of your go-to's. And I'm well, also it's I'll be honest. We're still okay. First of all, we're back in Ottawa at Julie's parents' place, coming to you live. It is it is a go-to beer because her sweet sweet parents, uh, her dad Ed, uh, buys beer and he buys these beers, and I love them. Uh, so it is what he supplied. Yes. <laughs> so that is why I drink it frequently here. And if you're thinking. Get your own life up there already, Matt. Uh, listen, I do. I buy my own beer sometimes, but he—he—they're so gracious and uh, and and very nice. They're sweet. They're sweet people. That when I when we come back from a trip because we just back got back from Toronto, they were they were always like they're always like, uh, hey, there's some cold beer in the fridge for you. And they're like, oh. nice? And then this, which I chaff often, which is the Inniskillen Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. I mentioned I liked it in passing. Then my mom's like. Wah. And write that down, and uh, let's get the kids a few bottles. Yeah. And uh, they 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 chapped it up. So now I'm chapping this, and uh, it's are. a real nice time. It's the little things. Yeah, we're having a good chap. Um, I was hoping. First of all, we're we're recording this off on Friday afternoon, so a little bit later, of course. Um, because I kind of wanted to wait, hope. That we could talk about the election in some kind of clarity. Yeah. But as of right now, 3.21 p.m. Friday, November 6th. Uh, this is it Eastern is time. Still Eastern up in Standard the air. Time. But it looks like Biden's going to win. That's the thing. It's uh, Trump's l- shitting his diapers. Biden's ahead. That's all I got for you. It's uncertain. It's weird. It's stupid. It's obviously going to be a big, long thing for the months to come. Also, that's the stupidest thing about the president, too, is like, you get voted out in November, yeah, and then you still get a couple months to yeah, shit you just, in the like, walls. Hang out there, yeah. But there's a lot of some damage can be done in those months, and I'm just scared that he's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, if Trump loses, which he will, yeah." Um, like food have, is illegal. Like I have a few more months to try to like fuck shit up. Can there has to be a law or some sort of thing? In the Constitution, being like, if you are voted out, don't have a tantrum. It's a, it's illegal for you to have a tantrum and then do terrible things to the country. They probably would never foresee that happening. So it could, I mean, he could there's got to the be some kind of laws in place. But there have been laws in place forever, and he's somehow managed to weasel his way through them. Like, he's chewed. It's like the the, the laws are, are cords, and he is a rogue mouse yep. who has chewed through the cords uh, regardless yes Ooh. that's a very bad analogy well his, te- his <laughs> teeth are so fake uh they're probably he could probably chew through so many he cords could rip through so many cords. i guarantee he has no teeth like i p- i his whole presidency i pictured him crawling into his greasy bed and i'm like 
Because we're all humans. I'm here. picturing just like a like a like a cheeseburger wrapper. Yes, he <laughs> rolls up in a wrapper, and then he just marinates. There's like heating lamps above him. And that's mm-hmm. why he's the color he is. Yeah. But I'm like, I always picture Trump going through his like bedtime routine, and like, I got out of the shower the other day, and I'm like, Trump gets out of the shower. Do you know what I mean? Like it's. He has to. Does ta- he, or does he sit in one of those like tubs that has a door? He must tub. Actually, he must. That must be it. He, it's a door. He walks in and he sits, and a bunch of like sp- things spray at him. There's no way he, because I'm like toweling myself off. I'm like, he does he towel himself off? Like, and even brushing my teeth. I'm like, just picturing that monster of a man doing anything human seems crazy. I've never pictured any of that, and now that's all I'm picturing, and I hate you. And what his hair looks like in the morning, and what he has to do to it at night. There's so many, like, I look at this man, and I'm like, he's not a human. He's not a human. Does he moisturize, I wonder? He must, but with what? Placenta of, of sorts, I imagine. Maybe it's the, the, the Jergens gradual tanning body lotion. Yes, and it's way too gradual. That it was, or it, maybe it's not a joke, maybe it was just like a friend of ours who was using their like their girlfriends or their wife's body lotion on their face because i feel like a lot of guys will do that not all guys but some guys are like it's a lotion i'll put it on sure so they just put on this like tanning lotion they're not not realizing it's like a gradual tan thing and then by the end of like a couple weeks they're like the hell is going on yeah why is only my face so tan well that's like those lotions when we were in thailand that like bleach your skin that most of the skin products yeah. you have to watch out have like a whitening element to them. Eey. So, uh, so watch out for that. Listener. Watch out, which is so interesting because then everybody where else we're like, we want to be more tan. It's very interesting stuff, Matt. Very interesting stuff. Uh, trying to picture his, his routines. I don't um, want to talk about this man. Anymore. I know that we just that's wanted w- to touch on it just because it's obviously something. You yeah, have to we talk can't about. not address it um, because that's what's going on right now. But I also want this to be a reprieve. A reprieve? Reprieve? Yeah. From reprieve? Reprieve. Yes. From a retreat? A retreat, a reprieve, uh, a pause on the chaos that is ensuing right now. But I am hopeful for the future, and I think, I know, Biden will win. And when he does, we're popping champagne, baby. And by champagne, I mean whatever fucking Prosecco or... Something with bubbles. Something with bubbles is coming out. Yep. Um, and if you don't drink, fucking pop a Perrier. Have a good time. Yeah, get some bubbles in you because it's an exciting time, although there is plenty more work to be done. Unless you're a Trump supporter, and I can't see Trump supporters listening to our podcast. You know what? It's funny you say that. I also used to think the same thing, but uh, I will look at the people that like my tweets, and I will see a many a Trump supporter on there. Here's the thing. But even the tw- even the tweets where I'm clearly making fun of Trump, right? And they, I'm like, you obviously have a good sense of humor about this, but you think, well, I don't know. I guess I, I don't know. It's confusing. That's a whole other thing that I don't even want to go down right now. Like I just, that's the thing. People, there are so many people who I have met who seem to be otherwise like decent, kind, loving human beings, who are still. Trump supporters and I want to be like well you're fucking evil and whatever it's obviously not so black and white but I I don't understand you and if this podcast brings you joy sure keep listening but yes thank you for listening you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) and 
I hope you see that one day. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. What else is going on? Here's Matt? a big thing that uh, I haven't told you yet. Oh, my God. As of tomorrow, we will be celebrating our one year anniversary of this podcast. <gasps> Isn't that crazy? That's so exciting. November 7th, 2019, Fraser Crane Sex God, episode number one. It's been a year. It's been a friggin' year. I mean, we did take, hold on, November, December, January. January, we only released one because yes. we came back from Thailand. Yeah. And then February, March, we were rolling April, May, June, zero episodes. Oh, yes. What happened that month? Do a you remember? Lot. There was um, the riots and the protests, uh, George Floyd. There was a lot. Literally, America was fucking going off. That's right. And it was not, it didn't feel right for fucking two white idiots. Yeah, I think we just tweeted like, here's where to donate. Because that's yes. like what, yeah. We're like, let's w let's listen to the conversation. Let's not just fucking yap our white lips. And uh, <laughs> we... Do you know what the first episode we were, back was? But we were also, yeah. I think we were also in some kind of, at a cottage or a quarantine or something around that time as well. I think we were at a cottage for a couple of it without like proper... That's right. We went up yeah. to Opiongo, Opiongo, Barry's Bay, Ontario. Yes. Our first episode back after that, July 2nd, was Micro Kids, which was Micro Kids. Honey, <gasps> I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, yeah. Micro Kids. Yeah. Go, <laughs> go to German theater, see Micro Kids. <laughs> Gather the family and go gather your regular size we family. We had a fun time. And I think we're coming up on our 50th episode, correct? Well, we got a bit of a ways to go. Uh, this is episode 38 that we're on right now, currently speaking. Yes, but at 50, we're going to do, um, I think we'll do like a live stream or something. Yes. I something will fun, something different. Eat 50 pickles slowly on OnlyFans. I will lime in. You'll finally have a lime in. I will <gasps> lime in live on OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, no one wants to see me. Actually, you know what? I think people would watch me lime in. I would love a good old-fashioned lime in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the worst is it would have to be filmed in your parents' house here somewhere. It'd be like we could do it in the front lawn or in something. In the basement. Front lawn liming in. Um, it's going to be cold by then, too. So Yeah, it'd oh be boy. a nice cold lime in my <laughs> cold, chapped butt. My chappy uh, butt. The new chappy hour. Yeah, talk about chappy hour. <laughs> Jesus, that's uh, winter brings a whole new chappy hour. I think a cold lime would be better than a warm lime because are I feel you like actually on drugs right now? A warm lime would be more expanded. But it would it, be but softer. It, but it's more malleable. Yeah. If I have to lime in, if I have to shove a lime up my ass, I at least want to roll it across a counter a couple times. You know, right, get, really the get the juices flowing. flowing. Well, that would but suck then it, too. What if it explodes in your butt and then and just I get citrus uh, ass? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I gotta go to the doctor. I've got citrus ass. That would hurt so much. Oh, yeah. citrus ass. Oh, that might be the name of this episode. Citrus, citrus ass. ass. Um, that would be my drag name, maybe. Citrus, citrus ass, and I'd have two giant lemons for butt cheeks. That's all right. Yeah, and I'd have a big lime head, <laughs> and I'd have orange tits, and I'd be shooting five alive out of my fingertips. Lime ass. Five wait, Alive Wait, sucks. lime ass or wait, citrus ass? Citrus ass. We've talked about Five Alive before, and you're wrong. It's good. Five Alive is literal stomach acid from a goat. It's when like, have you had stomach acid from a goat? You won't believe the things I've tasted uh, growing up on a farm. The things you see and taste and smell. Oh, the things I've smelt. The things I've seen. The things I've done. Um. Yes. So, <laughs> happy one year anniversary to this. That's very exciting. Friggin' podcast that... Uh, okay, so we've reached the one year. 
I feel like we got to step up some promotion on this I know. because we, I we promote it. We promote it once. I feel like we do. We like put a tweet out, put yes. a little post out. Um, so what more could you think we could do? To I feel like we could maybe be like reaching out to um, advertisers or I don't think or we trying get to get on a podcast network. I we don't, don't know. have enough. We don't have enough listeners. And first of all, listeners, we do appreciate you very much. We love you. We appreciate you. I'm confused. If you like this, uh, many do, <laughs> apparently. I'm thankful, but also, again, very confused. Um, Why? Because you think our podcast is bad? I think everything I do is bad. Well, that's just the wrong way of thinking. Uh, when I generate fans from something, I'm shocked. That's a lie. You don't think everything you do is bad. I don't think everything I do, I do is bad. Every time you make a little video, you chuckle it to yourself, and you mean you say, I mean, come on, what more do you want? So I do say it. that a lot when I'm very what? happy with a video. I point it at my computer. You I go, what more do you want? Matt loves him himself, and this is just him trying to get pity. But that's the worst. <laughs> no. <laughs> what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is that, that I still, the concept of people becoming fans of mine are sti- is still odd to me. I get that. And, and if anything, yeah, it's this podcast sometimes. I'm like, because I don't like, I generally don't like podcasts at all (laughs) so that's why i'm like this you like listening to this but i think it is because it's lucy lucy glucy lucy glucy lucy glucy there's no script we're just yapping we're just having a nice time we have a script hello julia it's good to be here it is friday november 6th 2020 well we're recording on to the news i don't know i don't know how how you would even script this a dog is loose in the south end if you (laughs) find him let us know. Kill him. <laughs> if you find the dog, kill him. Listen, that was a joke. Nobody go killing dogs yeah, in the South don't End. Don't go right? killing. Don't go killing neighborhood dogs. Uh, please stick to the cats. No, don't kill the cats There's either. way too many <laughs> of them. Um, what are those cities where they have like spaying vans that just go through neighborhoods and catch cats and then spay them. I feel like they had that in Ottawa and there, because there was like a big documentary about all the feral cats at Parliament Hill. That's right. And yeah, so instead of, you know, just capturing them and putting them in shelters or whatever, because they would go to shelters and just be killed, Yep. they would just spay them and like capture them, spay them and yep. release them back into society. And go, hey, buddy, fuck freely now. No, yeah. no rubbers. There's no cat condoms. <laughs> Not yet. Not with it that attitude. Be, it would have to be like full condom underpants because there's no <laughs> way you're rolling a condom onto a cat's <laughs> dick. Like if you're like concerned about your cat <laughs> fucking around the neighborhood, you'd be like, put on your condom underpants. Yeah, you have to put on like a Charles. full condom scuba suit on yes. your cat. You basically <laughs> put them on like this S and M like <laughs> rubberized suit. We need to do that. <laughs> the, the sex suit for cats. <laughs> if your cat fucks too I'm much. I'm just picturing when, when his little ear is all covered up and it's just a little hole for its face. Yeah. He can, yeah, his mouth is still open. Meow. You can see the little eyes peering. And then you can hear him coming, too. Listen, nobody's going to want to fuck that cat. Yeah, but people <laughs> would see that cat and be like, yo, that cat fucks. Look or at the he's trying suit. to. He's trying to. Or he just wouldn't move at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is also a type of, uh, you know, contraceptive. Yeah, uh, not moving. Yeah, not moving at all is the ultimate form of abstinence. Um, yeah, just stay in your house, lock the doors, put yes. a full condom all over your body. Some would say COVID-19 is the world's condom, is it? It is. 
<laughs> for for people that are not in relationships. Or I still think it's the world's condom, if you know what I mean. Yo, guy, like you don't even know Being what was happening. It is a fun time. We wear condoms to bed on our faces. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I wear two Can condoms on my arms. Night, and then I just <laughs> put a condom on my head. I've done bed. that when I have like really dry skin on my hands. When oh, I my like, God. <laughs> not like condoms, <laughs> but like you put lotion on and then you put like a, a glove wrap on. It, yeah, a glove or yeah. you wrap it in plastic or something. Yeah, but I'm talking about putting a condom on our heads and going to bed and just Yeah, what are we, two Howie sleep. Mandels <laughs> off to bed? <laughs> Gloves on our heads? He really capitalized on that bit. The glove on the head, Howie Mandel. I mean, you gotta do something. But if you were in the 80s and you saw this comic put a fucking glove on his head and then blow it off, and you're like, that's the bit. I mean, people loved it, but you'd be like, well, this will be the last we see of this man. But no, he's 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 lasted. I'm telling you, everybody needs their thing, and a glove on the head's not going to cut it anymore, and that's why we have to stage a Lyman. We have to do something big and weird. Because that, that's the thing. People now... Look at Howie Mandel, and they're not like, there's the glove head guy. I, I mean, mean, some people probably do. I would, because I am a comedy uh, uh, aficionado. Oh, you wow. Know? I know the history. But, uh, you know, people nowadays, you know, it, things things fade. So it's, um, that's yeah. like a lot of people, when you are when you see like, you're like, uh, like Doug Benson, that comedian. Yeah. He got famous because he was on a reality show, that that stand-up. I mean, he got famous from being doing stand-up, but yeah. he was on uh, Last Comic Standing. Right. And then that, and there's a lot of people that are famous now because they started on a reality show. But you don't, but you don't associate them with that reality show. Yeah, like even Amy Schumer, like that's she was on last conversation. But even with the one that was on the View, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, she was a survivor. She was on the second season of Survivor. That's what I'm saying. We should have. We were almost on the first season of Canadian Race Canada. Canadian Race. Amazing Amazing Race. Race Canada. Yeah, we were close. We did some weird psychological tests, and then they never called us back. No, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. It wasn't a psychological test. Yes, it was. They asked us a bunch of questions and they interviewed us. Yeah, but we it was more, it was. This sounds like we it didn't was get it because we no, were full crazy. I think it is. <laughs> it was we. They interviewed us in the that fancy hotel in yeah, Toronto, the Fairmont Royal York. We had to sign this crazy NDA. Yeah, and then we. Th- I think we were a bit too loosey goosey. And then after they were like, "You got to do the psychological test online," which we did. I don't remember that. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's a problem. Um, it's probably fucking high. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yo, I'm fucking drunk. What does this mean? Okay, I don't think you're really right for the race. I remember being in Halifax at um, some little fish restaurant, and I think we got like buckashuck oysters. And I remember getting the call then. We stepped outside. We took the call. And they're like, we really loved you, but because it's in our uh, inaugural season, it was like the first season. The first season, season, yeah. And they're like, we, they don't want to take a chance with comedians because they're like, then you might not take it as seriously. And I was like, yeah. There was, no, that was bullshit too. It's like, what do you, what do you, we're going to be too edgy? You can't censor things? a million reasons. I just know it was probably for the best because the editing in reality shows is absolutely crazy. They can paint you as whatever they want to paint you. Yeah, it probably would have been the worst. And I'm a spaz to begin with, so I would have been painted. I would have been called a fucking Karen before Karen was a Karen. Yes. Also, I was working a full-time job at the time. Yeah, and you I remember had to quit. They would be like, you'd have to quit your job. And be like, well, is it a guaranteed win of money when I enter this? That's Yeah, that's another... I mean, I was working like part-time at Joey. Yeah. Which I want to say... I want to do our, fir- our segment soon, but I wanted to segue into one other thing. Cause thinking about Joey. 
Jojo. Joey's a restaurant, by Joey's the way. Joey's a restaurant. Um, are they in the U.S., Joey? Yeah, there are a few locations. Mm. Um, mm, location. So here's the thing. With the, I, so we all know that I've been running lately, yada, yada, yada. And last week I was kind of switching up my running routine, doing like sprints and whatnot. And I've, I've had plantar fasciitis for a while, which is basically like, Spoiler alert, too. It's like a thing in your heel, and sometimes it goes in your arches. I'm not explaining it properly. Yes. Look it up. Uh, and I was diagnosed, if you will, with plantar fasciitis years ago when I was working at fucking Joey Restaurant because their stupid policy was, and I think they since changed it because so many like women have spoken up, that you had to wear heels to serve it. Crazy. Heels. Actually crazy. And then I like my feet hurt so much. And eventually I uh, I went to the doctor and, and cause with all these things. And she's like, no, you have plantar fasciitis. So she wrote me a doctor's note. So I no longer had to wear heels, but I would still have to wear like flats and they have to be cute flats. And they're just not proper shoes to be walking around, you know, like an eight to ten hour shift in. Yeah. Upstairs, like slippy sloppy. But since then, I wear like super comfy shoes now, like for the most part. And it hasn't been an issue until this week. It's acting up again and it's so fucking painful and i really hope it doesn't ruin my running me too anyway, i'm sure you'll be fine just thinking about joey and the plantar fasciitis and the oh god if you listen is this what you want if you have plantar fasciitis message us let us know your best remedies because everything i'm looking online is like don't use it wear a fucking foot splint to bed it'll be better in six to twelve months i'm like excuse me it's too much uh, pardon me should we move on to our first segment? I think it's about due. Our little orange segment? Warm and fuzzy. Warm and fuzzy. I um, said warm and fuzzy so quietly into the mic. I don't know if you heard it. <laughs> What's your warm and fuzzy there? Christ. Buddy? I don't know. What like delightful thing happened this week? Um... Mm. <laughs> Oh, I got my first callback for a voiceover. My first ever. Oh, yeah. Which actually made me feel real That's nice. That's very exciting. And it would be a very exciting opportunity if it, it became real. Because I've been auditioning for voiceovers for years. Uh-huh. And, like, never, ever, ever, ever even come close. And everyone, so, it, like, that's the dream career to have. Because you can just throw on some m dirty sweatpants and go into a studio. And then you can be a superhero into a microphone. And yeah. no one's the wiser. It's it's a very hard um, facet of entertainment to crack into. Because everyone wants to do it. Because it's such it's such a perfect career. Mm -hmm. It's so insanely... And a lot of the voice actors, they constantly work. Because it's just like, well, you know this person, you know this person. So you just work with them. You just get bounced around and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So they just get reused so much. So to squeeze into that society is very, very hard to do. So... I auditioned for a very a rather large role in a large uh, voiceover thing, and I, you know, didn't think it, I thought I did a good job. And then the studio got back to me and they said I did a really, really good job. And then yeah. they wanted to hear more, and they wanted to hear another one. And I don't know if I got it. Even if I didn't, I am very happy with what I put through and what I put forth. And that's what we learned in our acting class when we took Leslie Kahn acting. And it's yeah. a free plug for it's a free her. plug for Leslie Kahn now doing. Um, classes over yes zoom we've done more than enough promotion for <laughs> that i uh so yeah so it, we learned to just be happy with the product that you're putting out there regardless of whether you hear back or whether you get it and i was very happy with that 
So that yeah. made me feel very warm and fuzzy and made me gave me a like a a boost of confidence in my voice possible voiceover work. Right? Yeah. I mean, I I for so much of what we do, we just kind of throw things out there and don't get immediate feedback. Yes. Like I feel like that's the appeal of stand-up comedy in a way is uh, when it was live is because oh, yeah. you get that immediate sort of like reaction. You're like, yes. But with auditions, especially with self tapes, you're just putting them out into the ether and you're like, well, is anybody even listening to these or watching? Does anybody care? Yeah. And so often someone might hear your tape and be like, yeah, I like him, but he's not right for this. Or, oh, that was a good tape, but we're going to go in a different direction. But you will never hear. Never hear about You'll it. rarely. Sometimes casting, if your agent reaches out, they're like, yeah, you know, we like them, but they're not right. Yeah. But 99% of the time you don't hear that. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah, it drives you kind of crazy. So it is nice as much as like, you don't need validation. You just want to put out a good product. But it is nice to get yeah. a bit of validation to be like, you're on the right track and we like you. Yeah. And even if you don't give this, it gives you more confidence for the next time. The next time. And the next time. And, and I'm proud time. of you. I'm proud of me. Thank you, dear. Uh, also, another fuzz, if I can just... Yeah, double fuzz. Double fuzz it. Um, speaking of like live comedy, I did a Zoom comedy show the other day. I got asked an old friend of ours in San Francisco, Ron V. Is it Vi or V? V-I-G-H. V-I-G-H. V, I think. I've been saying V. Yeah. Also, Ron with two ends. Uh, he's a comic Lovely from San Francisco. Man. Lovely man. I'm like, I look look back on our old messages, and the first time I went to San Francisco, like I think I posted on their comedy community in Facebook, mm-hmm. just being like, I'm from Toronto. I don't know what I'm doing. And then he was like the first person to reach out, be like, yeah. here's a show. Come on down. We'd love to have you. He's and s- so nice. And exact same thing, because then you're like, oh, I'm doing Ron's show. I'm like, oh, I should reach out to him. And I messaged him. Within like 30 seconds, he got back to me. Yeah. And he's like, uh, maybe not this date, but this date. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, yes, thank you. Like, but he's it, on top of things. He's on top of things. He's very nice. And then it was just also nice to have like, it's like, oh, yeah, we have connections down there. We, we know people. And it's very nice. It was very nice. And then also like our friend Deb DiGiovanni was on it. Oh, and yes. a bunch of other Canadians on it. So it's good to see those dumb, dumb faces. And there was also like over 100 people on the Zoom show. Yeah. It was insane. And I didn't, I wasn't prepared to perform for that many people. I mean that's not even like that's like a sh- that's like a really good live show. Most yeah. live shows we do, when in the normal world there was like maybe well, ten to twenty people maybe. But it's so it's so weird now because at the beginning of the pandemic, so many of the Zoom shows we did were to like nobody, or they hadn't figured out their shit yet, so yeah. there'd be some people, but everybody would be muted. So now that's kind of the mindset that I have. But the last few Zoom shows we've done, we're like, wait, what? There's two hundred people watching. There's like real people. this is. <laughs> <laughs> and then after like it was really fun and i'll be honest i couldn't tell if i was i, I was getting laughs i don't know i was i was pretty happy with it and then i got off and then I, he fucking sent me 50 bucks it just seems crazy it's just like to do a show in your parents basement in front of a green screen and then go upstairs and then it's like well i got 50 bucks for yeah. doing that it's for a little 10 minutes of jerking around which which is nice but also should be normal like you should get money for performing yeah and that's bad that i'm shocked that i'm getting that um but it's just good to reconnect with old comedy pals yes what not um and to to piggyback and uh and join these things and to what i'm going to say is yeah comics as much as we're like, it's nice to get 50 bucks. Like, it is nice. But, like, we've been doing this for fucking over 12 years. You know what I mean? So, 
we need to like uh, normalize getting <laughs> paid yes. all the time. And I feel like just people, people in general and producers need to realize that. I get that it is so hard to produce. And sometimes, especially with Zoom shows, like you're not charging or whatever. I get it. But you're worth it. You're worth being paid for yes. what you're putting out there. And in the same breath, just uh, about your audition that you had for, or your callback ties into, and I guess this works for, for anything in any career. It's kind of like just asking for what you want and not being a dick about it. But like the whole like don't ask, don't get thing. And I'm not talking about being super thirsty and fucking jamming your way into everything and bothering everybody. No thirsty jams. But some no thirsty jams. But sometimes because like there's when you you had that audition for that for that cartoon and I was like I'm like well I didn't go out for that that's weird so I just messaged my agent being like hey not to shoehorn my way into anything I'm just wondering if they're still casting female roles because um, yeah. <coughs> I never went out for it I'm like maybe there was a reason I didn't and that's totally cool just wanted to ask and then he got back to me he's like yeah can you read for this role I'm like okay yeah so sometimes sometimes you don't know. And, and, and he could have said, like, no, they'd rather, you know, stick with they've already narrowed it down to these people or they're they don't they only want to see blah, blah, blah. Then I'm totally fine with that. But yeah. you, you never know. So I'm glad that I asked. And of I'm glad that y I put myself out there. But that's not my real warm and fuzzy. Uh, <coughs> here we go. My full warm and fuzzy is. So as we mentioned before, my birthday. Huh? My birthday is November 14th. <laughs> you paused I on paused your own and birthday. I like, when the fuck is my birthday? November 14th, and I think we mentioned it last week, but uh, we're going to Beamsville, which is uh, Ontario wine country, really close to Niagara-on-the-Lake. Indeed. And I've never been to that sort of pocket of wine country before. And we're going with my best friend, Jess, and her husband. We got an Airbnb. We're getting tested before we go. We're doing all sorts of socially distanced tastings and whatnot. But Jess is my best friend from high school. Love her so much. And... She's like also a wedding planner. Yeah. So she was like, let me just like figure all this out. And I mean, I've been doing a lot of my own research and we've been talking back and forth. But then she like she called like a car company to be to drive us around on the day that we do all the tastings because obviously don't drink and drive. Yeah. And then she called they're like setting up all the tastings and she's just doing all this legwork and then sent me this like really nice itinerary of like what we're going to do because she's also been there before oh, yeah. and it was just like I I'm so excited and I'm you know me I I plan everything. Oh, I yeah. plan my birthdays, I plan yours, I plan our anniversaries, I plan it. So to have even though I'm involved with the planning, but to have someone else take on a lot of that responsibility in a way that you enjoy it being done as well. I feel like she's very much on the same uh frequency as you. Yeah, but then she would check in with me cuz it's yeah. like you keep being like, well, I don't know what you want. But I'm like, but you haven't even looked. So you got to look yourself and then check back in with me. Yes. And that's what she does. And that's what I appreciate. And I love you, Jess Brown. And I'm so excited just to be in another room with friends indoors because we'll be yeah. indoors in the Airbnb because we'll be tested. Oh, yeah. Just for like a moment to have like two days of normalcy. Cause and we then we're going to post a tweet saying... I put me and my friends on a private island just yeah. for some bit of normalcy. <laughs> it's private our island, like literally like Beamsville for one fucking Beamsville night. Beamsville house. That's our version <laughs> of what the Kardashians did. 
Because so many people, you know, they bubble with another couple. They have dinner. They have like we don't have that. Everything we've done with friends has been outside. Got no bubbles. And if we're inside, it's because we're using their turlet and we're wearing a mask. That's true. Uh, a lot of turlets that we've used wearing a mask, which yeah. I'm cool if that becomes a normal thing in normal life. There's wear a, a mask on the toilet. <laughs> wear a mask in public bathrooms because it helps with the smell. Like I've been. Yeah. Uh, I was in a, bath, a public bathroom last week and some guy was taking a gnarly loud dump and I had my mask on and I'm like, this is helping the smells of what that man's doing for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, I w- think I will forever wear a mask in the, the public in public bathrooms. Well, I was a man taking a large dump. Um, that was you? <laughs> yeah, that was me. No, this was, like a couple months ago, we did this like brewery show in Ottawa. And it was my first like live show in so long. And I get like a nervous stomach. So I'm like, oh, God. So I was going to the bathroom and I came out and there was another woman going to the bathroom. And then she's like, oh, she's like, good thing I'm wearing a mask. It stinks in here. <laughs> and I just looked at her like with my mask on. I was like, yeah, it's a toilet. And she just like <laughs> quickly washed her hands and like left. And then I went on stage and I was just like, so I was shit my pants the other day. <laughs> like, I just have this huge shit bin. I'm like, you're the queen of shit. Oh God! But it, I think, what do you expect, people? It would be weird if I if it was like your living room and it's and I was in there and it smelled like shit and I'm like, oops, I shit in your living room. Like I'm so, where am I supposed to go? It's the toilet. It's the place for shitting. But yes, I agree. Toilets are where shit belongs. I can't (laughs) agree with you more on this. Um, Is there (laughs) anything cold and stabby that's happened this week? Perhaps. I feel like it's just been a uh, like just little cuts and little stabs all week because of all this nonsense. Yes. And my my golden stabby is my brain. Right now my brain has decided to unearth things that happened like in my childhood that I you know when you fully don't remember something? Yep. Oh, and, oh, yeah. and then so you're trying to piece it together and you're like, well, what did happen? And I know I'm being very vague and cryptic because <laughs> I just. My my own brain is my is my worst enemy right now and it yeah. won't turn off at night. And every t- every single time I go to bed, I'm like it immediately thinks of that. And then I'm like, no, stop it. And then I go to bed and then I'll wake up in the middle of the night and it's like, haha, I'm back. And I'm like, really? Like, I'll be talking to myself. I'm like, really? This thought, this exact same thought is still there. Yeah. And I can't fucking stand it. Fucking brain, cold and stabby. So I, 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 like, I am guilty of that as well because it's like when it's right now. It's like, well, what do we have to busy ourselves with right now? And I used to be really bad, and I think I've gotten a little bit better. Where if I have time, uh, and I've I've done all my accomplishments, I've done all the things I wanted to do in a day. The last thing I have left is to. I figure out what's wrong with my body and then worry about things on my body. Right. I'll find a bump and I'll be like, well, I'm going to die from that. Yeah. Or I'll find, I'll be like, what the hell is that? What's going on here? Literally exploring my body, trying to find what's going to kill me immediately. Yeah. And mine's exploring my potentially traumatizing memories. Yes. <laughs> and so. And digging. I'm like, why, why are we going here? And yeah. then I get angry. I'm like that it's still there. And I'm like, it, this is, I'm like, has this, checkered my whole um life like this this one thing and then and i'm like now it's still with me right god damn it the mind is a fucking the human mind's an actual nightmare 
n- nightmarish, yeah, beautiful thing. It can be a beautiful thing. It's so complex, and yet we only use what is it like ten percent of it or five percent? How much of the human brain do we use? I don't Hold know. On, let me look it 99 up. Ninety-nine no. problems. But my brain ain't one. But my brain is one. Yeah. Uh, I have ninety-nine problems, and my brain is one. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to type this. That's uh, what I was also. So we've been watching the Queen's ten percent. That's all we use. 60, okay, hold on a second. Uh, 65% of Americans believe that we only use 10%, but this is just a myth. Uh-oh, I got to oh read this God. more. Oh, my God. The idea that we only use 10% of our brain is deeply entrenched in popular culture. Oh, uh, this is see, this is breaking news. Oh, my God. Um, it's not entirely clear how it all started, but it's more, s- it's more science fiction than fact. Okay, so how much do we use then? Some parts of your brain are working harder than others at any given time, but 90% of your brain isn't useless filler uh, magnetic resonance images showing that most of the human brains active most of the time in the course of a day you use just about every part of your brain wow what is this this has been debunked okay so in the course of a day if i use every part of my brain and then so why is it that one thing that one nagging thing all the time it's annoying because there's a lot going on in there i was um, thinking here's the thing because you know when they talk about like wiping your memories and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah, I thought you were going to say nice else. if you could just pinpoint that one memory and just erase that. I think you're describing a lobotomy. No, but it's just one <laughs> little thing. Yes. A lobotomy is too much. Too many. A lobotomy would wipe out like a whole section of time. But what if they, okay, what if a doctor's like, I pinpointed the area where that memory exists and I can, I can scissor, scissor it out. I can cut it out and take it out. If if it's if it's guaranteed not to kill me and it's just that one that one specific memory. But you're gonna have you're gonna have jagged stitches on the side of your head for a while because they gotta really dig in there. I'll wear a cool wig. Also, the doctor <coughs> is hideously ugly. I don't care. <laughs> I'll be wearing a mask. He's rooting around your brain. Is he wearing a mask? Rooting around. Listen. Yeah. <gasps> I always think about when I think about the human brain, I think about um, like what information I have in there and if I'm using up I picture my brain like a hard drive on a computer I'm like is, is this am I at the maximum amount of space well it, it has shown that you're you can only retain a certain amount of information yes and I f- and I, I worry about the information that's in there I'm like is this just using up space that could be better used for something else I know a lot of things about Star Wars and that's bad I think right. sometimes but also good because I enjoy it uh, and then there's a lot of like, fiction things that i know and a lot of uh i wish i knew more about real history rather than right. the history of these characters that are created but it's also interesting in like what we retain because as much as i'm like well i want to learn more about this this and this so i'll read a book about it and i'll be while i'm reading it i'm like wow this is fascinating when i am done said book i'm like what yeah <laughs> like, what just happened if someone asked me about it i'm like oh this and I feel like we've talked about this before on the podcast. I'm like, I just, yeah, he explores this concept and it's, I mean, y- you just got to read it. Like, cause I can't articulate it yes. even though I feel like I understood it and was enjoying it at the time. I know. I've literally finished entire books being like, I fucking love that. And I'm like, well, what did you like about it? Well, I don't know. The way it made me, the feeling it gave and maybe as the words enter me. And maybe that's what it is. You're enjoying it while it's happening. But that's why book clubs are good. Like, yes, I, I thought about uh, creating some sort of a book club with friends. I was in a book club. I'm bad at organizing things. And then if people said no, I would feel bad forever, I think. Don't feel bad. 
remember, ask for what you want. But I will say uh, I was in a book club and it was very hard to rally people. And it ended up being three people, you know, at my house having some cheese and wine, which wasn't bad. It's a bit of a hang. But I mean, I guess we could do it over Zoom nowadays, but I don't know. Um, Regardless, the human brain, complex, cold and stabby. Fuck that. I guess it's also my cold and stabby. My cold and stabby actually is the literal cold. Yeah. That is happening right now. I think you said that last week, too. I know. But I really want to hammer it home. This is maybe the last time I talk about it. The cold can go to hell. I've gotten so soft with uh, temperatures. I went for a run in the cold weather, and I fucking said, I swore the whole time. It's a nightmare. It was very windy that day, too. Everything's dry. Everything dries out. Your fucking nostrils feel weird. Your eyes start to feel weird. Everything's fucked. The cold weather, I feel like I'm going to just... During like we're gonna have to be here for winter, and it's scaring me because I'm like I feel like my body is going into hibernation mode, and I'm getting like I'm just like just go lay down somewhere, just fatten up and lay down somewhere. I also think it's just been the week too. Like there's been a lot going on this week. Although it's warm weather today, it's a beautiful weekend. So I know after this, I kind of want to sit outside for a bit. Yeah, um, it's like 18 degrees or something. Which if our American listeners are listening, that's figure it out. Just what figure it, it out yourselves. I'm sick of this. Celsius is the one true temperature uh, gauge. Fahrenheit is insane. What is it? 72 fucking whatever degree. What is that? Wow. Oh, it's 44 in the north. I think this is a real cold and stabby here. Oh, God. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit can go to hell. Uh, miles per hour sucks my ass. Uh, kilometers. A kilometer. Oh, I love a kilometer. Love a kilometer. You ever see one kilometer? You ever look one kilometer? Like that's exactly the distance I enjoy. Why a are mile you screaming? is screaming because I'm very passionate about this. I feel like you're actually yelling. I'm yelling about Fahrenheit. No. Wait, okay. Y- you know what we, we should d- yell about as well? Cheese. <laughs> guys, this is so exciting. Good, 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 guys, guys, guys. That we have uh, we haven't talked about cheese in a while. But I specifically uh, we went on a little jaunt in the Glebe, which is a neighborhood in Ottawa. If anyone not familiar with Ottawa to hear that sentence, would be like, what the fuck did you say? I went for a jaunt in the Glebe. The Glebe. It's a neighborhood. Like I was in the Glebe. West Hollywood or wherever the fuck you live. I grabbed a Montreal bagel on the Glebe. We didn't, though. I know. But so the Glebes are cute. Sure. Lots of little shops here sure. and there. We actually we had a margarita on a patio. And this is this is when it was cold as dick. It had just snowed like 10 centimeters at least. And we were in like full outfits and like mitts. And we had a margarita on a patio by a little fart. Four pit. Four pit. Anyway, we are tromping around, running some errands. And then there's a little, um, like, Italian Italian shop. <laughs> An Italian shop. Italian shop called uh, Delicatessen or something. Called Nick Castro's. And they had a sandwich board that was like, buy some cheese. I'm like, all right, sandwich board. Worked on me. But I also want to support, you know, local and small. And I'm like, well, we've been talking about cheese. Let's fucking talk about cheese. So I literally went in and I was like, listen, give me a funky cheese. And he's like, all right. So he gave me a piece of cheese and it's called Amazing Gray. Let me just pull up the details about it. Matt, how did the cheese make you feel? It made me feel like I was eating something at a fancy restaurant, like an appetizer or maybe even something for a dessert. It just had a very aged quality to it. That was there's a lot of flavors, a lot of very complex uh, it danced across my tongue and then down my throat and then oh, is okay. still with me today. 
It does feel like the kind of cheese that you'd have at like a fancy restaurant. And instead of having dessert, you'd have like the cheese cores. Yes. You know, like it'd be more of that thing. So Amazing Gray, um, I'm going to read the description. It's a firm Gruyere style, handcrafted artisan cheese produced from fresh goat's milk in St. Mary's, Ontario. So local-ish. Mm. Aged in the cheese cellar for six months, Amazing Gray has 60, sorry, 36, I'm a little bit dyslexic, 36% moisture content along with a natural sweet flavor bringing out the best of goat cheese. This cheese is becoming increasingly popular not only as a result of its typical aroma associated with washed rind cheeses, but also because goat's milk is easier to digest than cow's milk due to its protein and fat structure. Ah. I had no idea. I think I had an idea. You had an idea, did <laughs> I you? I had an idea. Yeah, because people who are lactose intolerant can still have goat cheese, I think. Like goat's milk. Yeah. <coughs> I keep clearing my throat. No COVID. Could be uh, the cheese. Could be the uh, dairy. Possibly. Um, a superb po- choice for cheese trays. Amazing Gray. I also love the fucking name of it. Amazing Gray. Amazing Gray. Uh, also makes an incredible grilled cheese sandwich and is sure to please even those who typically shy away from goat cheese. Pairs well with white wines and pale lagers. Shit. Do not shy away from goat cheese, by the way. If you see goat cheese, do not shy away from it. Do not look away. Some people do not be shy around goat cheese. In the same way that you don't like blue cheese because your little baby palate's not sufficient. I'm not shy around it. I'm very aggressively against it. I know, but it's because like you're like, I don't know. And some people find goat cheese like strong. They're like, it's too goaty. If a big fucking thing of blue cheese was coming at me late at night on a dark, wet street. Would you fight it? I'd fucking take it down. I'd I'd be first of all I'd like wrap my sweater. No, it around would just it would literally just crawl into your mouth and down your throat. No, I would punch it. No, and you kick wouldn't it be able to. It would turn to would liquid scream. and it would get in your mouth. <sighs> you would shy away. Shy that's away. Actually, Shia LaBeouf. Um, <laughs> uh, that's actually becoming. I t- I could taste the blue cheese in my mouth as you described that. Mm. Uh, a giant hunk of like a giant blue cheese man just melting and then crawling into my melting into my mouth. <laughs> oh, the what dirty is it? armpits. Uh, what is that thing? Is it uh, in Fern Gully? Ferngali, yes, the pollution monster. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. But then yes, just like s- uh, slipping into your mouth. That's what blue cheese tastes like, the pollution monster from Ferngali. Blue cheese is good. I'll fight. You know what? I get it. I understand why some people don't like it. It's just your palate's not developed and you're wrong. Also, you talk about Ferngali. This podcast has come full circle. Also stars Rob Williams. Well, shit. As the bat. The, the bat has been that has been terribly tested on. I watched God, that movie a, a lot as a movie. kid. Yeah, it was fucked. I but remember being like, we can't like cut down trees anymore. Yes, yeah, so we must save the fairy forest <laughs> or whatever the hell. Oh, that sounded good. Um, speaking of movies coming full circle. Oh, my gosh. Suppose we should uh, explore a French movie title. French movie title. Movie. And this week we are going to... Um, do an election themed, I guess. One we were talking about this earlier before mm-hmm. the podcast. We're like, what's a good election one? There's literally a movie called Election with Reese Witherspoon. Yep. Not interesting. It was all called Election acro- around the world. Election. So you said long shot. The, yeah. The, the Charlies, Ferron, and Seth Rogen um, vehicle. Vehicle. Yes. Uh, which I enjoyed. I liked it. I watched it on a plane. So did I. And I really liked it. It was like. I don't know. I, the, it was weird because the previews were like ugly or he's not ugly. I mean, but like schlubby dude gets I the hot chick. And I am like, a little bit sick of that 
narrative, especially because it's always Seth Rogen and some fucking beautiful blonde. Yeah, but it made me angry to see it. But then watching the movie, I was fine with it. So yes. that's what confused me and then also delighted me. I was like, wow, you won me over on an idea that I would never want to pay for. Right. But because he's also but that's also real life. Like, I don't know. Charming. I would rather like a mediocre looking, super like charming and fun guy versus like a super hot into himself boring dud guy which is what i am um no so long shot <laughs> came out in 2019 so just last year just itty bitty last year mm-hmm. little did we know it would be the last year on earth um in wow. japan it came out january 3rd 2020 so they the japanese are still fresh on this was it called we waited too long shot it's called we waited too long shot in japan in uh first of all let's go to the french one so in Canadian French, it's called un, un bon coup. Un bon coup. Un bon coup. Which means a good hit. A good hit. Which, well, I guess that is a long shot. Because when you get, when you like shoot something, you're like, that's a long shot. And you get it, that's a good hit. I, I guess so. But does that, because a long shot's like not by a long shot. Yeah, not by a long shot. But that's what the, but that's what the thing is. It's like the, the, him getting together with Charlie Theron is a long shot. Yes. But if you make a long shot, that's a good hit. Which he also kind of did. Yes, he so did. It, yeah, so I get it. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, Let sure. me tell you that the France translation of this might be my favorite of all of the French movie titles we've done. Oh, my God. Should we just... Including Micro Kids. Should we end with it, then? I think we might have to end with it. <gasps> yeah, let's not blow our load. Uh, sh- <laughs> I hope it's good for everyone else, because I, I'm enjoying what I just saw. Uh, so we'll end with France. Um, so in German, it's long shot dash... I'm going to try to say it in German. Unwahrscheinlich, aber nicht unmoglich. <laughs> which means long shot unlikely but not impossible that's well, the full yeah, title that's you had to say that at the box office unlikely but not impossible you had to say one ticket for long shot unlikely but not impossible for me and my micro kids me and my tiny babies uh, but that really it. spells it out for you if you don't know what a long shot is it's like oh it's like what is a long shot it's unlikely but not impossible here's what the greeks thought about it long shot in greece an incredible relationship. Okay, <laughs> Greece. They see schlubby Seth Rogen and Cameron Diaz. Oh my god. Oh my god. Charlie's oh Charlie's there. there and Jesus Christ. And they racist. go and they go, "Wow. Yeah, is that racist no. towards blondes?" Um they see they say that's an incredible relationship and I would do a Greek accent if I could think of how to do it, but I have no idea. Wait, how do Greeks sound? Hey, oh, I it just sounds <laughs> Italian. <laughs> Honestly. Um God, what is it? What's Greek? That's no, that's nope. like you're drifting into like. No, Polish. I would definitely sound Portuguese or something because that's, I can't. We'll have to look up Greek accent. Okay. Think about my big fat Greek wedding. What did they talk like during that? Wait, what's the Greek title again? Say it once more. It's it's uh, an incredible relationship. An incredible. It was an incredible relationship. That's no. like <laughs> Borat's daughter <laughs> um, in Hungary. It's called Little Chance. Yep. You got Little Chance, Seth Rogen. You got a very little little chance. chance. And spoiler alert, he gets that little chance. Whoa. Um, Don't tell the people. I mean, it's pretty obvious. In that type of movie, you know that they end up together. 
Um, I didn't until right now. Which is funny because in Italian, the title is It Doesn't Happen, But If It Happens, dot, dot, dot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen, but if it happens, dot, dot, dot. That's a lie. It's a bit of a long shot. Long shot was a good choice for this. Yeah. Um, it <laughs> um, Japanese is very good. Long shot, colon, impossible love between me and her. Yeah, that's good. I yep. like that. It's very clear, concise. Gets very, the very point. good. Um, Latvia is very confusing. It's so couple! Exclamation point. It's so couple. It's so couple. <laughs> Do you have any idea? In Latvia, it's so couple. Um, Mexico. <laughs> Whenever I meet like a new partner of my like friend, I'm just gonna say it's so couple. Um, in Spanish. I like how you just don't. Sorry, even I'm plowing through this because we're we're almost at uh, we're almost out of time. Who cares if we go over a little bit? I guess so. Um, Let's live our fucking lives. I'm trying to Mexico. Oh Mexico. It's called not even in dreams. Not even in dreams. Not even. Don't even think about it. This one actually might be better in the French because it makes no sense at all. In the Netherlands, it's called Flarsky. <laughs> and no, then you translate it, and it's called Flarsky. Okay. <laughs> well, Flarsky's got to mean something, though. Flarsky's got to be like some sort of slang over there. Well, what, what, is, what does Flarsky mean in the Netherlands? Flarsky. Um, oh, my God. Thailand. This one's so long. Nyhat. No, that doesn't translate at all. Um turkey turkey's usually money come on turkey long shot the movie's called worth a worth to try worth, worth to try wait worth two as in the number two or no worth to try worth, worth to, to try. try it's worth to try that also the alternative usa title was called flarsky maybe that's the last name of seth rogan's character or something oh seth rogan explains why his long shot got a name change from flarsky they didn't like it God, this internet sucks. Oh my God, Vietnam's really good. Vietnam, it's called Love the Big Boss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's so accurate. She's he, the big boss. And, and uh, loves the big boss. I love the big oh boss. I love that big boss. Okay, wait, this Flarsky thing. Um, okay. Flarsky. Flarsky. What, what do you see about Flarsky? So originally it was it w in it was supposed to be called Flarsky, like in the U.S. Huh? What the fuck? Oh, is because Flarsky? yeah, his last name Fred Flarsky, and an unemployed journalist battered by his own misfortune. Blah blah okay. blah. But so then that's not like. So that that means the whole movie's about him. The whole movie's about him. You're like, okay, Flarsky, but that's we're not familiar with this character yet. So the name of movie. The last name of the main character that no one gives a shit about. And it's also, it's about both of them. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, like, wait, there's got to be other movies out there with just, like, the title character's name or last there name. There is. There's also another movie called Long Shot, but it's about, like, basketball, <laughs> which makes more sense. Um, okay, wait. So what was the last one that I left at so hard? Oh, Love's the Big Boss. Love, loved, uh, yeah, Love's the Big Boss. Love's the Big Boss. In Very Vietnam. Good. Which I think might be the same in Thailand. Uh, okay, so let's end with France okay. coming full circle. Oh, my God. French movie <gasps> titles. It's called Seduce Me If You Can! <laughs> Exclamation point. All right. 
I thought it was going to be the best one. I think it's up there, but that's really, really good. Seduce, Seduce me, me if, you, if can, you can. Because there's already a movie called Catch Me If You Can. Right. So it seems like a weird prequel or a sequel to Catch Me If You Can. Seduce Me If You Can, which would also be like the porno version of Catch Me If You Can. But also, Charlize Theron's character is never like, I dare you to like flirt with me or whatever. It's just like they just kind of get together. Yeah. Uh, for any woman to say that, seduce me if you can. I'm saying it to you right now. Seduce me if you can. Do it right now on air. I bought a chicken. No, head. this is not working. <laughs> Seriously. Um, imagine I'm just a sexy lady. Imagine. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, done. Um, done, 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 done. Sitting across from you. What would you say to me? I'd say, hey, little lady. Do oh, okay. Listen, guys, uh, Matt and I are over. So if any yes. men want to seduce me, actually, please do not. Yeah, we're through. So this episode ends with us saying, show me what you got. Send me pictures of you. Loving the big boss. Videos of you <laughs> wanting to love the big boss being Julia. And I will pick one suitor to socially distance. And by loving the big boss, which is me, that does not mean showing me your weird... No wieners. Wrinkled penis. Only videos of sweet seduction to my now wife, soon to be... Ex-wife. Ex-wife. Or if we're still married, uh, cuck cold person that I am a cuck to. <laughs> Is that how cucking works? I'll have to know. look up cucking um, because I got to figure out what my role is here. But uh, anyway, that's the episode. That was pretty fun. That, that was, was a longer fun episode. Um, where can they find you? I don't know. Fucking follow me on Instagram and uh, Twitter, Julia Comedy. Also, my YouTube channel, which I want to change the name of, but you have to get a certain amount of like subscribers. subscribers you have to get a thousand subscribers. A thousand. I yeah. thought it was a hundred. Oh no, no. Mine's no. it's YouTube dot like funny jewels or something. Oh yeah. J U L E S. And I made this a thousand years ago, but I also rarely post on YouTube, but I'd like to get more active with it. So maybe like subscribe and follow there. And Do my that. my running blog, uh, I've got the runs.ca. Check it out. Where can they find you, Matt? Matt underscore O'Brien on Twitter, Matt O'Brien on Instagram. Also, I'm Working on a new video idea uh, where I green screen people into sketches mm -hmm. from their homes. And I posted, I'm going to post my fin my first finished one soon after the elections, probably because everything's buried with election stuff. But you can see it now on Patreon. I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Matt underscore O'Brien. It's an early access thing if you want to subscribe to it. All the money goes to help me produce my dumb, dumb videos. Also produces this podcast. So... Uh, support if you want and plenty of you do i'm yep. looking at you chris bush i always am baby uh so thank you for listening and we love you also <laughs> uh follow us on twitter is this what you want podcast we like to hear from you dm us and as much as like we hear from the same three people so if you're someone who listens to this that's like I feel weird doing it. Just do it. Also, I think my sister listens. So, hello, Rachel O'Brien. Oh, Hi, Rachel O'Brien. Yeah, go follow her on Instagram. She does a lot of fishing stuff. She's a fantastic, fantastic fisher person. And she uh, repairs rods. Uh, Ray, Whoa. Ray, fishing. So, if you want to love the big boss. <laughs> you want to <laughs> love the big boss. She'll repair your rod. It's fishing underscore with underscore Ray, R-A-E. Uh, check out her if you're if if you're into fishing. If you're not into fishing, I find it very interesting the way the way she uh, repairs these reels. And then she's uh, she's we went fishing a couple weeks ago. And she was the only one that caught a fish, so she must well, be pretty fucking go. good. She's pretty fucking she good. She loves that fish. One. 
Retro Fish brain. Love the Big Boss. And if you love the Big Boss, let <laughs> us know. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, tune in next week where we do a lime in, or maybe we don't. Yes, I might be liming in next week. Take care. Bye.